0: Welcome along to Wednesday morning in London town. It's nice to be company, trust you well. Christo's back with you uh, tomorrow morning. Is it going to rain? My God, it bucketed down yesterday. Don't say we didn't warn you. We did say it was going to rain. And so, actually, a group of us went out for uh, for a very nice lunch yesterday on the South Bank. And we sat there quite happily watching people getting absolutely drenched. Possibly one of the most entertaining bits of the day. And uh, we got the lightning, and we got the thunder, and we got the whole business. It was all very nice indeed. Bit like the papers today. Oh, some more stories make your toes curl. All after the news. (laughs) Morning, team. Welcome along. Wednesday morning. Oh, it bucketed down, didn't it? It bucketed down yesterday. It was quite nice because I'd I'd agreed to go out for lunch, which is something I very rarely do, he says, fibbing for his teeth. And um, so meet up, come back into town yesterday, bring me a little umbrella. And uh, we go along the South Bank. And what we're looking for is just a nice restaurant you know, we didn't want sort of anything cheap and cheerful. I wasn't really that bothered. And we found a place, Do you know, for the life of me, I can't remember what it was called. But it was, you walk along and it's where, where the skateboarders go and they've graffitized everything. And then you go along a little bit and then we were like the second restaurant in. I think it was next to Giraffe and it, it's called, but well, I don't know what it's called. And and so it was, it was very nice. It's sort of underneath, obviously, the bridge that goes over the road. Doesn't help, does it really? And we're, we're, we're sort of next to the South Bank film entrance. And it was lovely. And we all chose the same thing, except Howard. We all decided that Chicken Kiev with mashed potato and broccoli sounded divine. So we all went for Chicken Kiev, because I just thought Chicken Kiev, it's a bit of a comfort food. And the mashed potato was very nice as well. And the broccoli was very nice. All in all, it was lovely. And we had some nice wine and had some fresh crusty bread. Which actually, you know, normally when you order bread in a restaurant, it's uh, they sort of bring you just one piece or a roll. This was sort of freshly baked bread, and you got in fact there was so much of it I couldn't eat it, which was nice. And then for dessert we had strawberry and rhubarb lattice with ice cream. It was yummy. It was so yummy. And then halfway through, the heavens opened and it went a bit overcast. You know when there's you, you know there's going to be a storm and it starts... and it's in, and then all of a sudden you get this rumbling. And I said to, to Andy, one of the guys there, I said. I think that sounds like thunder. He said, do you not think it's a train going over? I said, no, I don't think so. I think it's thunder. The next minute, it was like a monsoon. And, of course, all these people caught out, tourists, so we didn't really care, uh, were sort of absolutely drenched. Some people, you always get one or two, don't you, who walk through the rain like they really don't care and they're getting soaking wet. And such was the case yesterday. And so they're, they're walking through the rain. And it was, it was lovely. Then, then we went inside, you know, we had some coffee, and then we decided to have another bottle of wine. And that made it three. And it was at that moment, at I think about twenty past five, that I said to them, I have to go. I have to go to bed. It's as simple as that. And so uh, so I did. I went home. Horrible train journey. Horrible, Full of commuters. Oh, ghastly. Ghastly man on our train. Why is it people want to have stupid, inane conversations on their phones? Do they not realise that all the people around are thinking, you prat... This one was talking to Tracy, I think, or Tricia, about tracksuit bottoms. It was a totally pointless conversation. That I'm, I felt like saying to him because I'd had a bottle of wine. I felt like saying, "Is this conversation absolutely necessary? Or do you think you could have saved it till you got home? Because you're beginning to sound a bit like an Oompa Loompa. He was really luckily he got off at um, Clapham Junction, so we we're all quite grateful to see the back of him. Oh. Gassy person. There was a man standing on there with sandals. I cannot bear sandals. I cannot bear them. I try and avoid people like that. And there was a lot of sort of people getting close. Don't touch me. Couldn't bear it. So I was quite grateful. Luckily, it was the fast train. But we wished Can you imagine going through that every day? That would drive me crackers. Absolutely drive me crackers. But all in all, it was very nice. We put the world to rights, and uh, we had a lovely time. Well, I think we had a lovely Yes, we did have a lovely time, actually. It was very good. It must have been, because I paid. <laughs> so it was a lovely time. I always like doing things like that, and then they, they bought me the wine afterwards, which was great. And then I get in last night, and so there was just enough time to have uh, a piece of toast and then climb into bed, so that suited me fine. And then I got up this morning, turn on the telly, and they're replaying Beyonce at Glastonbury. Oh, 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 talk to the face, talk to the face, and the hand, and all the rest of it. And she was actually very, I mean, she seemed to have limitless, you know, boundless energy. I've never known anybody with sort of so much sort of pelvic thrusting, you know, who wasn't in the Rocky Horror Show. And it was very good, actually. Obviously, very well choreographed compared to some groups who just stand there. I mean, she was giving it 150%. Very pleased. So I sort of sat there, sort of half having a shave, and then thinking, God, I must remember to water the hanging baskets. Because I didn't water them when I got back, and it's been a bit dry, and even though we had a bit of rain yesterday, it wasn't quite enough to do anything. So I was out there this morning filling up my watering cans. You know, I've got two on the go. So turn on the tap on the water butt. You know, fill up the first one, stick the other one underneath, then start watering. And it it takes a good one, two, three, four, five, about eight watering cans just to do the the standard watering. I'll do it again a bit later on today. But it was it was just a very very nice day, very nice day, and the rain was good as well. I like I even like rain. And uh, what else happened yesterday? That was about it, actually. Oh, yes, I ordered a couple of things on the internet. And, um, and then came in here and thinking, I wonder if my candles have arrived. Because you remember we ordered the candles the other day and we got a bit carried away. We inadvertently, supposed to to pushing one, uh, we pushed ten and we bought ten candles. So we magically ended up with it. So I can't wait for these to arrive this week. Because strange enough, I mentioned it to my bank manager. She's normally a bit funny about me spending a lot of money, as of course she would. And, um, and I said, I bought these candles. I said, for Christmas. And she went, oh, that's a good idea. I thought, thank God for that. You know when you start worrying about things, thinking that maybe she's going to start going, <coughs> start berating me for spending all this money on candles. And I said, they're, they're, they're all silver plated. They're going to make you know really nice Christmas presents for people. <laughs> I said, you'll get one. She went, oh, it'll be nice, won't it? And then she said, don't talk about Christmas. It's too early. I said, no, it's not. I said, because there's only 179 shopping days to Christmas. And by the time we get there, Lord knows what will have closed on the High Street. Thornton's out. Carpet land, is it? Carpet land thinking of going as well. Thornton's closing something like 100... I thought people were eating chocolate. I thought people ate chocolate. But obviously, you're not eating enough of it, so they're going to close all these stores... And and I've come to the conclusion why we're not shopping on the high street. We do it for little things, because you're not going to order meat, are you, on the internet? Well, I don't think you're going to order meat on the internet. So stuff like that's OK, and your fish and everything else. But if if it comes to clothes, people order on the internet. If it comes to chocolate, you can probably order on the internet. Well, you can, I know, because I've ordered from Lakeland before at Christmas time with all their Christmas stuff, and that's always quite exciting. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that yesterday we saw the closure of Jane Norman, which is very popular, why do these places close? Is it because Primark has sprung up and people like cheap clothes? Is that, is that the reason? Are we all being a bit more frugal? Actually, frugal, I had to laugh. Sarah Ferguson has a book out. Uh, more delusional ramblings, I'm afraid, from the world's, you know, I don't I really can't explain her. She's so airbrushed on the front of this book, it's as airbrushed as her chequered past is airbrushed. She still goes on about, Andrew's my soulmate. I thought, you're divorced! You're divorced! You know, I I dread to imagine the day that Prince Andrew kicks her out because he finds somebody else. And this picture on the front is Sarah Ferguson looking about 20. Well, of course, she's very old and haggard, and she doesn't look like this at all. And the book is called Finding Sarah, A Duchess's Journey to Find Herself. Sarah's ramblings involve the following... Um, I tried to save money where I could, she says. I found that some designers would allow me a deep discount in return for the publicity value of my wearing of their fashion. I was merely trying to be frugal. I should have been called Frugal Fergie. The same Frugal Fergie spent £4 million getting herself into debt. Not a clue. Brain dead, ladies and gentlemen. And £5 million last year. This is Frugal Fergie. In my mind, she says, I love to wander through the bluebell wood near where I live with Andrew, my soulmate, and my two girls. I mean, she really is quite delusional, I'm afraid. She makes Nancy DeLolio look almost normal. And uh, she says here, I didn't offer Andrew for £500,000. It wasn't like that at all. Andrew and I are a team. You're divorced! You're divorced! You're not a team, dear! You're not a team! Apparently, sub- the, the Duchess's psychic. As, uh, uh, because she recorded these conversations where, apparently, Madame Vasso's memoirs, based on the tape-recorded conversations, say that um, she had great sex with Steve Wyatt, but uh, it was very dull with Andrew. Kind of figures, really, doesn't it? He doesn't look as though he's going to be a live wire in bed, not that we think about these kind of things. But there's, there's more delusions from Sarah Ferguson here. Um, she talks about uh, Diana as being her closest friend. Of course, selling Diana down the river, because she'd already said, I will never talk about Diana, then realised to flog a book, and that's what Sarah does, she tries to flog every aspect. At one point, uh, Her Majesty said, what do you require, Sarah? And Sarah, with all innocence, turns round and said, your friendship. Which I think, says Sarah, amazed her, because she thought I was going to ask for money. You really are crackers, aren't you, love? You really are... I don't think we've known anybody as crackers as you until you turn the attention over to Sally Morgan, psychic. Sally Morgan, give answers to the unexplained in life. Like, how is this wizened old bat ever managed to convince you to part with money? I mean, the stuff she comes up with, it's just, it's the stuff of legends. This is from a psychic, ladies and gentlemen, about as psychic as I am. I lived with my mum for 52 years and in later years cared for her. We were best friends too. She passed away very suddenly and I left her... When I left her for 30 minutes to collect laundry from my sister's house. It hurts me deeply to think mum was on her own at her passing. Was she in pain or distress? Sally, of course, knows the answer to this straight away. She doesn't know this woman. She just makes up what she thinks is the biggest load of old cobblers to satisfy somebody. So she goes, Sue, I can reassure you that people never pass alone. Apparently, there is always someone in the spirit world to meet them. And in your case, I can see your dad. Your mum wants you to... I mean, it's just rubbish. It's just rubbish. Do people believe this stuff? I understand you feel some guilt you weren't there, but uh, your mum is in a better place now. She's in heaven, free of pain, and she'll always be there when you think of her. It's just rubbish. Where does she? What does she base this on? What does she base this on? Answer, delusional rubbish, ladies and gentlemen. You can tell people... Listen, I could tell you now, my spirit guide is standing next to me. It's my boss who pays my paycheck. That's my spirit guide. There is no crackpot sitting on a cloud who's going to ease you into the next world at all. It's just rubbish. It's just done to make people feel a lot better. But Sally, as I say, knows your father was there waiting. What a load... It's just... It should be censored. It absolutely should be censored. Uh, 84850, steve at LBC.co.uk. Tracy thinks the restaurant could be called The Canteen. I don't know, actually. I don't know. It, 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 I, I really couldn't... I thought it was a different name. I'd have to find out the names along there. We thought it was really good, though, and you could see into the kitchen. You could watch them cooking, which I always think is a bit of a relief. When you go out for dinner, I quite like... I, mean, I don't want to watch them preparing my food, but I like the idea that you could see people... And they all looked nice and clean, and they smiled. All the staff smiled. Of course, they weren't British, they were foreign. That's why they smiled. You wouldn't get the British... Yeah, what do you want? You sit there... Oh, God, they want a drink as well. You know what the Brits are like working in restaurants? Blimmin' useless. Quarter past five. <laughs> These are the headlines. Industry leaders are warning national strikes tomorrow will have a significant impact on business confidence and inward investment. The British Chamber of Commerce says the walkout by up to 750,000 people, including many teachers, will mean parents taking the day off to look after their children. Afghan police say seven people have been killed after militants attacked a hotel in the Afghan capital, Kabul. It ended with NATO helicopters firing rockets at gunmen on the rooftop of the Intercontinental Hotel. Murray Mania returns to Wimbledon later as Andy Murray goes for a place in the semis. He's playing Spain's Feliciano Lopez. Some people have been in the queue since Sunday, waiting for tickets. Let's have a check on the road, shall we? Get there nice and quick this morning. Roadworks all over the blooming place. Jay louise Thank
1: you, Steve. Good morning. We're starting in Harrow and Wieldweb.
0: Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. I missed it yesterday. Really sick as a parrot. Peter Andre, QVC, flogging a single. I'm really so sorry, Pete, uh, that I didn't get on there and uh, buy a copy of your overpriced piece of of music. And uh, the last single that Pete had in the charts, of course, achieved the staggering entry at number 14. So that was really good there because, unfortunately, nobody actually sees Peter Andre as a musician. And I don't think selling on QVC gets you into the charts. It's very nice, but it's, it's generally for people for whom the world has bypassed them, you know, and they sort of go, and um, say, so where are you selling QVC? Now, QVC sell a lot of jewellery and clothing and handbags and gardening stuff. In fact, there's a lot of ex-LBC people working on there. But uh, when you get somebody having to sit there, and Pete's a bit, he's a bit simple. You know, I mean, I mean that in a nice sort of way. He's sort of, he's just sort of simple. And he's sort of sitting there flogging his record, and you think, because nobody's buying it, dear. But apparently, it's sold out. It's sold out, which is very good. I don't know how many copies they had, five, six, who knows. But uh, it's sold out and so everybody's very happy. But you won't see it in the charts because I don't think the chart return shops take QVC into account for some reason. It's quite sweet, but I'm really sorry I missed it. And, but apparently he's doing every day this week. He's really doing every day. And he's been tweeting, saying, you know, you know thank you for all the love and all the rest I think He's very delusional, isn't he? He's a little bit... Set. I've discovered we are in the world of the delusionals. What with Nancy delusional. Then you've got Sarah Ferguson, definitely delusional. Peter Andre delusional. Jordan, who manages to milk every opportunity. At the moment, it's sticking up for Harvey. Because Harvey had jokes told about him by that vile Frankie Boyle. And so Jordan's capitalised on it, made a programme about it. You know, I want to talk to Frankie Boyle. Well, they don't want to talk to you, darling. He's not interested. Channel 4, don't want to talk to you. Nobody wants to talk to you. The Sun aren't interested either because Frankie Boyle's still got his job. So you made another fool of yourself, I'm afraid. Uh, Dan says, I'm awake and I don't want to be. Stop being so cheery. I know it's awful, isn't it? When you hear this sort of happiness emanating from your radio. I can understand how some people are lying there thinking, I wish you'd shut up. Because we don't like happy people in the morning. But I am happy. Strangely enough, it's thundering in Eastbourne now, Steve, and my granddaughter, Layla has just arrived in the world. Was she an alien or something? Was she just arrived on a spaceship or a cloud or something? What do you, what do you mean she just arrived in the world? She's just been born, do you mean? Just been born, gosh. Do you think she knows? Imagine, the first, first bit in the world, and you hear Steve Allen. I mean, it, it kind of just makes you think there must be another afterlife, mustn't there, somewhere, I suppose, which is good. Uh, 84850... Lynn says, I know you're not talking about this, but I had a very stressful day yesterday. Had two new windows put in. I know it's dreadful, isn't it? Dreadful. I know you've been there, but I got a wasp's nest. Had to get the pest control out. Do you know, I thought it was really cheap to call. We call out um, some local guy. He comes round, he's about 29 quid, which I think is really cheap. He puts on a white suit, looks like... (laughs) A bit Darth Vader-ish. And he said where wasps up there up there you could see them they're mill, milling around and all he does he just goes up there and he sticks his little hose under the eaves and he sprays because in our case you couldn't see the nest and what it does is it destroys the nest and um and then all the other wasps so he said just leave it for an hour and the other wasps will come back because they're not they're not the most intelligent and they'll go inside and, hello hello where where is everybody where is it? they're all dead they're all dead. And so once you've killed the queen and everything else, then all the others go away. Because it's, because wasps get a bit agitated. You don't do it to bees, you do it to wasps. And, um, yeah, because bees are protected, surprisingly. But wasps are not. You can actually get rid of them. I've discovered something the other day. You know we've got, well, Twickenham, railway station, quite clear, like every other railway station. And we've got an infestation of filthy pigeons. They're all over the place. So the station have put up... You know, the, the barbed wire, they put up the spikes and everything else. It doesn't seem to deter them. It doesn't seem to deter them because they still nest there. The, the mess is disgusting. And then we discover, and it's probably that, that balmy woman who comes around Twickenham with the plastic sandals on, pulling a shopping bag of which she dispenses tons of bread and seed, even in place where the council said, do not feed the pigeons. She's a, she's a bit stupid, I'm afraid. And now I've discovered there's somebody at the station who's cutting up bits of bread and leaving them for the pigeons. As to say, the pigeons around our way are so fat because all these animal haters keep feeding them. Because it's not good to feed pigeons, because then they just become reliant on the rubbish that we give them. They don't eat anything else. Pigeons don't exactly... They're not like birds go around looking for worms. Pigeons just sit there, sort of go, come feed me, feed me, and I'm going to come poo all over your car. Come on, feed me. I'm going to sit on the roof of your house, you sad, lonely old bag. And that's what it is. It's 90% women doing it. Stop it. Stop it now. The more dead pigeon. Actually, I did see a dead pigeon the other day, and I thought the council would have removed it. On my way to the South Bank, I had to pass over an arch where you have to run the gauntlet. Big Ish Big issue. Big it. I- no, go away. Big it. Hello, mate. All right. He said he's smoking cigarettes. I thought you can afford to smoke. Don't really need to sell the big issue. Stop smoking, you'll be all right. And uh, and there, the council have put up netting underneath the uh, the eaves. Unfortunately, one poor pigeon obviously got in and couldn't get out again. And as it got out. It got its neck twisted, and so it's hanging there, I'm afraid. And I did look... As I walked past and I shouldn't laugh. I, and I thought, shouldn't somebody have removed it? Because pigeons are a little... You know, the other other pigeons are sitting around there going, well, we told her she wouldn't get out. That's her own fault, isn't it? And it's sort of hanging there, so hopefully somebody might actually remove it today, make it a little bit easier. Uh, the Daily Mirror, uh, the man who made the claims against uh, very nice Louis Walsh, uh, has withdrawn them, and Louis is now thinking of suing. Because, to be honest with you, I mean, it put him through absolute hell. Front page of uh, a couple of the papers, and uh, it wasn't true. But anybody who knows him would tell you it wasn't true. So he's now consulting a lawyer. Oh, guess who turns up at uh, at Centre Court yesterday? Princess Beatrice. Oh, God, you know, they've learnt nothing, have they? It's the freeloading family. Freeloading Andy, freeloading girls, freeloading mother. You know, you can't really learn, can you, from anybody like that? But, uh, But the Centre Court roof sprang a leak. I'm really not interested in tennis. I really don't care. I'm trying to get interested in tennis, but uh, it's, not, uh, it's not happening, I'm afraid. Carnage on the high street. What do we do about the high street? We're not shopping there, are we? We're not shopping on the high street. Because now they're saying TJ Hughes, 4,000 jobs there. And uh, Thorntons, half their shops they reckon will close, 750 jobs. Carpet rights, 27 branches. And then they think maybe another 100 more. And uh, Jane Norman, of course, went into administration. It's a shame, really. Is Har- the carpet ride have been hammered? I suppose by the the huge, r- the huge um, rent increases on the high street. I mean, around our way, shops go around twenty twenty six thousand a year. So you can imagine if you're actually selling a lot of sort of substandard chicken and pizza and burgers and everything else, you've got to sell a stack of it just to pay your council tax and to then pay the rent before you start making a profit. That's why so many of these places are buying. Crap food in from abroad. That's all it is. It's cheap stuff which they can sell at an inflated price. I don't like Peter Andre anyway, Steve. But as you know, I know you like soul R and B. Go and download rest of my life. Down? Are you serious? Download me, Peter Andre? God, I'd have to go and hang myself. I'm sorry, Steve Allen downloaded a Peter Andre. Don't be silly. I couldn't care. It could be the best thing going. Peter Andre is not a singer. I know he's not a singer because in all his programs, you don't ever hear him singing on stage. You just see a few little sort of strange Michael Jackson-type dances, but very wisely they don't let you hear him singing. Steve, you're right, that woman is away with the fairies. This is, uh, this is Sally the thigh kick, Sally Morgan. Sally's on tour at the moment which is involving a lot of bewildered people sitting in a room hoping for a message from the other side. There is no other side. All right, there is no other side. Let's get real about this. I know because they've sent spacecraft up there and they've gone into space, the final frontier, and they've gone as far out as they possibly... And there's nobody up there, all right? There's nobody. Otherwise, they'd be waving at spacemen. There's nobody there. Uh, Paul says, I've got a question. Why do you never make coffee when you're broadcasting? You want drugs or something? Why do I never make coffee when I'm broadcasting? Because I'm broadcasting. Why do I never make? Well, you on or something? Oh, you're in the cheap end of Weybridge, aren't you? I just remembered, actually. Uh, so, any other Peter Andre fans? Come on, come on, come on, come to Daddy. Come to tell me why you why you're buying to Pete's music? Because not many do, and that's why he, he he doesn't. It's a handful of things he's actually selling. It's not it's not enough to worry. Dan Dan wouldn't be buying it, would you, Dan? He says uh, my days just got worse. Definitely no sleep now as Miley is crying, kicking, and screaming which is now cheesing Grace off, so now we've got a screaming Miley and Grace shouting out, shut it, Miley! So there's three of us in bed. I know, it's a trouble with children, isn't it? You wait till he gets to the terrible threes, the terrible fours, the terrible fives. Oh, it could be a nightmare, couldn't it? Oh, dear Colleen. Do you know, the mirror's gone right down the swanee. They put all sorts of balmy people in there. Coll- Why would you ask Colleen Nolan for anything? Why would you ask Colleen Nolan for any advice? Scared to start again after being dumped... Ask dear Colleen. You know, a woman with no experience in this kind of thing. This is the girl, the woman, who wanted to send her 16-year-old son for his birthday to visit a prostitute in Amsterdam. She thought it would be a good experience. Don't need to go as far as Amsterdam, do you, Colleen? Eh? You really don't. Uh, and Barry Manilow was being interviewed on the television yesterday by Kate Garraway, who was doing the most sickeningly brown-nosed interview you've ever heard in your life. Whereas sitting at... What I want to know is, who did your plastic surgery and what did you ask for? Because you look at this man, he can't do anything. He can't move anything. He looks like a bad Thunderbirds puppet. His mouth... uh, 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 And and then he said he didn't eat. I thought, of course you can't. You can't open your mouth to put the food in. Where does it go? And he's admitted in in the papers today, and he admitted on this interview with Kate Garraway, that sometimes he forgets to eat. Didn't forget to go to your cosmetic surgeon, did you? Why would you go there and end up looking like this? He looks peculiar. I mean, he really does look peculiar. And believe you me, I'm a Barry Manilow fan. You never believe it, but I've got all the records. Now, that I would download. But you look at the cosmetic surgery, it's like Liza Minnetti. What do these people think they look like when they... Ca- they don't seriously think they look like they did 20 years ago, do they? Because Barry Manilow just not very odd. I asked somebody when he came in the building, I said, what did he look like? They went, odd. And I went, I know, he looked odd on the television. Why do they do it? Look like me, natural beauty. London's Biggest Conversation. Morning, very Nice to be company. Welcome to Wednesday. Running slow this week, isn't it? Have you thought it's running slow? I don't know. I just, I just feel it's going a little bit slower. Uh, here they are, then. This is Rodri uh, Giggs' uh, daughter. And this is the love child of Ryan Giggs's brother, Rodri. So they've decided to parade her in the papers now. I uh, to tell you, you only have to look at this ghastly family to realise they're all as ghastly as each other. Got a picture of the mother... I won't say she looks like. I mean, I'm sorry, if you're going to have a picture taken, can you try and have something that doesn't show your bra strap? You know, I don't want to be rude. But if you're going to be glamour model, then be glamour model and don't bother wearing your bra. But wearing a bra strap just makes you look a bit cheap, I'm afraid. So here she is. She's desperate to make contact, this little love child. And uh, Ellie's mother broke her silence yesterday after years of being ignored by Roger and his family. I wanted to. Why now? Well, because it's in the papers, that's why. So she's decided to capitalise on it. So she's paraded her daughter in the papers, opposed to doing something private. Now, that, I mean, it's just... It's too awful for words. They're all just as bad as each other. Ryan Giggs has offered to renew his wedding vows. Don't be so stupid, Ryan, honestly. You really are not the most intelligent, are you? Mind you, we never thought that. We were saying the other day about uh, about models... And uh, and some of them are so awful. Uh, Naomi Campbell springs to mind as being a woman who cannot control her temper and has anger management issues. And all she is, she's she's not intelligent. She's not anything. She just knows how to put makeup on. That's what she does. Models, their only their only thing in life is to look good, you know. Our Dan's thing in life is to, you know, look after the kids and drive and and earn money. Models just have to look good. It's something we all strive for, but that's why we're not models. I mean, I'm quite close to it. Admittedly, I'm sort of borderline model. Wanted to be years ago. A little bit too fat at the moment. And um, and so that's all they have to do. And then they start behaving as if they're sort of members of the royal family because they were talking about Monaco and the wedding, which appears to be off at the moment. A bit of embarrassing for people who've moored their yachts, you know, and started breaking open the Cristal champagne again. What do you mean? There's no wedding? Well, where are we going to... We're super rich. Where are we going to go now? We'll have to go to Blackpool or something and moor our yachts offshore and go and see what chavs look like, you know, and go and eat fish and, fish and chips and mushy peas. We'll go and do that. And it turns out that Prince Albert, you know, who already has, I think, two love children and uh, and has a string of failed relationships. One of the people who's invited to the wedding is Naomi Campbell. <laughs> what does she contribute? She's just a clothes horse. That's all she is, really. Cheryl Cole has got her 28th birthday coming up very short at 28, honestly, and she's going to have a big bash. Who, who, who will go? Who will go? to? Because apparently Cheryl has not been seen in public since May the 20th. Good, good. I'm quite enjoying the fact that we've not seen Cheryl, you know, and not been seen in public. Like, you, so you're, you're, you're witnessing something so awful for Cheryl Cole that you begin to wonder how she copes with day-to-day life, like, you know, it, it's a bit like Nicky Graham. It doesn't work! Oh, it's working. You know, it's a bit like that. Cheryl Cole must be like that. What do you reckon, Nicky? You reckon she's a bit like that? I think she is. She's sitting there going, I'm Cheryl Cole, I'm beautiful. I'm Cheryl Cole, I'm beautiful. I'm Cheryl Cole, I'm beautiful. I'm Cheryl Cole. I can't sing and I can't get a television programme. Because that's all it was. It was just she didn't get a job. You know, if if we all went into hiding over not getting a job, the embarrassment. The trouble is with you, Cheryl, you've been badly advised. You know, you should have come out fighting and said, "Yeah, I'm proud. I'm doing this." Instead, you've you know, you've behaved like the big girl that you're not. Because anybody who knows you knows what a tough old broom you are, love. We've seen past behaviour. Thank you very much indeed. So don't try and spin the. Oh, I'm all girly, girly now because you're not. Okay, but she's gonna have this party, and I have to tell you, I've not been invited. I'm a little bit gutted because I wasn't busy that night. I'd bring my own twiglets and cheese footballs, you know, and I could be quite happy with the pims. But uh, it says. It's Friday the 1st of July 9pm till late. You know which be it could be any time couldn't it really? And um it just says venue to be advised London and they've hinted that uh, Will I am is behind the party. <laughs> so sorry, does it, so does he does he have some sort of reputation for putting on great parties or is he just a you know another man who's sort of I thought he fell out with Cheryl over the American thing. And there's, there's a rumor that Ashley's going to be there. Who cares? Look at There could be three of them sitting in that room. I really couldn't give a flying Forex. Unless she's going to sell the pictures to OK Magazine. Because that's the only thing I can. I can't think of any other reason why I'd be held in secret. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's just. It's like. So the only way is Essex. You've got poor little Mark Wright. He's an oddity, really, is. What do you do for a living, Mark? He's turning up at a show in uh, Brentwood. They sent me a, a thing the other day saying, would I like to go to-? No, I wouldn't. Thank you very much indeed. I've been down there before. And there's, there's loads of people appearing. There's uh, Stacey Solomon. And people like that. And then it's got meet and greet Mark Wright. Meet and greet Mark Wright. What do you mean meet and greet Mark Wright? And they say real people, real music, real talent. So he's going to be there. They've got Stacey Solomon, McLean, Missing and... I've never heard of some of these groups at all. But it's at Weald Country Park in Brentwood. And I like Weald Country Park because I went there a short while ago. Uh, They say selling fast. Always worry when they think selling fast. And uh, they say, plus a meet and greet with Mark Wright from The Only Ways Essex, an, ex- an exclusive DJ set from Lauren Poppy. That Lauren Pope just had a nose down, poor soul, honestly. Still desperate to try and make it as something. Tried the glamour girl thing, didn't quite work, a little bit minging. And so we've tried DJing now, which is fantastic. But what do, when you meet and greet Mark Wright, what do you say to him? How come you've made it this far with no talent? You know, isn't that funny? That's what I'd love to do, standing up like, Hello, Mark. Can't stand you. And then just walk away. You know, it'd make it so much easier, wouldn't it? Perhaps he's being paid a fee for it. I think, seriously, there's going to be more exciting people down at, down Old Cheryl's party. What do you reckon, eh? I mean, who will be there? Do you think the rest of the girls allowed crew will be there? Sarah Harding will be propping up the bar, as per usual. I don't know. I mean, Nicola will be looking a little bit like she's wandered off a geisha set or something, you know, with sort of the stark white face. How did her single do in the chance? Did I miss that one? I know she went on an extensive tour of the UK. And, um... You know, quite nice. Uh, so lovely to hear you say railway station. Because Jill says, really hate the new train station. They say train station, do they? Oh, right. I was good at a railway station. Daddy, my daddy. I've been there. And I went, as I came up at Waterloo yesterday, and they, they're rerunning the railway children with a real train. And it's doing really, really well. Really, really. And so it should do. It got Laurence Olivier Award, because it's innovative. And you're, you're on the old Eurostar terminal. So at the end, when they do the, the train bit, they bring a train in. And it's all steam, and she does do... Daddy, my dad... Well, you can imagine, can't you? People love it. Chris in Islington says, I was devastated, Steve, a few weeks ago, as they were advertising Peter Andre's world tour, including Benidorm and Marbella, one night only. Unfortunately, uh, or not, I had to return to the UK. Oh, you see, I'd have been there. I'd have been there for that gig, because Peter Andre, I think he only had one hit single, wasn't it, Mysterious Girl? which he then sang, in term, which went on forever and ever on, uh, on the jungle thing. Whoa, mysterious girl, and that's it. But as I say, have you noticed, you watch carefully, the next time they do a Peter Andre, this is my boring life, and I'm trying to make it look interesting for you, because I don't really do anything. Um, you never see him sitting down going, write a song. <sighs> <sighs> You never see any of that kind of thing. And that's what you want to see, isn't it? Instead, they show him sort of, you know, putting his makeup on and going out to entertain people and sort of doing high fives like he's Michael Jackson. But they never show you him singing. They very wisely don't show any of that of the concert because otherwise you'd be going, "Have you seen this? It's not good. Not good." Talking about Peter Andre, says Mary. My son's high school is selling raffle tickets for a draw to win tickets for one of his concerts. Wonder how much money that'll raise for the school. <laughs> what next? <laughs> Just a lining shirt, it's poor soul. Patton Leeds says parking charges have ruined high street shopping. Um, do you know, you're probably, you're probably not wrong on that. You're probably not wrong. Local councils don't make it easy to park, do they? You have to go around. I've, I've got a parking permit, but to be honest with you, I can walk up and down the high street. Oh, I did go yesterday, because I'm always very keen to explore. If something new happens in, in Twickenham, I want to get the open pound land open. I went in there, you know, had to check out what was going on. And I've been in WH Smith's. I've not bought anything in there. Because, to be honest with you, there's nothing I can buy in there that I can't buy in Mr Modi's. And, uh, and they're a chain, so I think they're, they're OK. And, uh, and I, I support the coffee shops. And I, support, and I support some of the local restaurants and things like that. And I support some of the local bars. And, and then I thought I'd go to the butcher shop. We have a new butcher shop opening. And, uh, and there were a few people milling around in there. They seem to have seven staff. I thought, that'll change. Give it a month, it'll be down to two people, because there's no way you can survive with seven staff in this day and age. They've got to be taking a serious amount of money. And so I thought uh, I'd buy some steak, because uh, I'm partial to a little piece of uh, steak. And so I, I, I go in, and uh, I wait my turn. It's a bit like waiting, let me take a ticket out of the machine. And, uh, and, I said, and uh, surprise, surprise, it's a Geordie serve me. way, eh? What can I get for you, then? I said, uh, oh, I'd like some sirloin steak. I think it was sirloin I bought. Anyway, I bought three pieces of sirloin steak. He's not wearing gloves. Now, you know I've got, I'm have got i a bit funny about people handling food without putting on plastic gloves. And I can't remember what the law is. I was always told that the law was, if you're handling food, you're not to handle money. And he was handling money. And I'm looking around, and I was going to go ba- I'll have to go back in again today to see if they're wearing plastic gloves. Because I think if anybody's handling raw food, especially meat, I'm expecting them to wear those blue gloves. You know, like they do when they sort of pick up a handful of mints or something like that. But I seem to remember he wasn't wearing gloves. If he was, they were very thin. And I shall apologise, but I don't think he was wearing gloves. And he handled money as a, at the same time. Now, I thought, if you're a butcher... Because my uncle uh, used to have a butcher's shop in Gants Hill... And he cut the meat, but he never took the money. There was a there was a woman sitting in a in a booth, little box thing, who took the money. And that's how it used to work in a lot of the old butcher's shops. There'd be somebody sitting in like a little like a little toll booth thing, sitting there, taking the money, because the butcher would be cutting up the meat and all the rest of it. But this guy took the money as well as picked up the steak with his hands. And I'm thinking, it's all nicely wrapped in paper, don't get me wrong. And it's all barcoded, it's all very cleverly done. And I quite like the idea of something wrapped in paper, because that's, uh, you know, although it's quite thick paper, it's a bit like wrapping paper. And it, it does look quite good, and three pieces of steak cost me £11. But uh, it wasn't that, it was, it was the other thing that I was, I was more worried about. It was the handling of the meat and the handling of the money as well. So I'm going to have to check it out again today, just to, just to find out. Uh, Nat says you did it again, your little Beyoncé r- rendition. Oh, 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 oh. You want to see the actions in the studio. And, uh, Steve, yesterday you mentioned Dunmo. You must try the Star Restaurant. Thank you very much indeed. I get all recommendations on this programme. Sad about James Norman, Steve. I remember shopping there as far back as the 60s. And uh, Lynn says, my husband was in a very good mood yesterday until he heard his favourite shop, Faunton's is to close. Oh, no, I know, th- I thought that people were so crackers for chocolate that they'd... They just eat chocolate and and everything i just, I couldn't imagine a chocolate shop going under. Can you really Although well, everybody sells chocolate now. Uh, Roy says, did you see Liza Manelli on loose women? Definitely had a facelift oh absolutely her and her and Barry Manilow together they look very peculiar, but when somebody has surgery and they have stuff tightened up, what they tend to do is it means that it's all sagged and it's dropped. And and you have it just nipped and tucked. But nowadays, they seem to have quite a lot done. So when you look at Barry Manilow, you realise he does look really peculiar. I don't know whether he looks in the mirror and thinks, I look exactly as I do, you know, when I was 25, 30. Or whether he thinks, I think they've really cocked this surgery up. Because he just looks odd. And Liza Minnelli looks even odder. Whereas, in fact, you could probably achieve the same result by going on a huge diet and losing loads of weight and then having surgery done. I don't think you can, I mean, it just, they look peculiar. Do people have it done over here? Yes, they do. And and they look peculiar as well, I'm afraid. So uh, there you go. Nat says, please don't stop. I'm I'm Cheryl Cole. I'm beautiful. I'm Cheryl Cole. I'm beautiful. I'm Cheryl Cole. I can't sing for Toffee. I'm Cheryl Cole. I've got no talent. I'm Cheryl Cole. I'm beautiful. And as I said on the television the other day, Cheryl Cole is living proof of just how far you can go in a career with no talent, but looks. Because it's now come to a dead, dead stop. Do you remember? She comes back from America and, uh, oh, my God, ITV bosses, and they're falling over themselves to sign her up. No, they're not. No, they're not. Uh, people, she's going to be a huge star on Saturday night television. No, she's not. No, she's not. They said, they said the same about Danny Minogue. People are really, really interested. Danny's got loads of offers. No, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. Uh, Danny Minogue's going to be the front-runner and prime-time... T- no, she's not. No, she's not. Uh, Danny Minogue's going to get a slot on this morning, talking about her, her clothes and her fashion range. No, she's not. Not at the moment, she's not. They're seeing other people. They're seeing loads of people. She's just one person. In fact, she's sitting there doing nothing, Danny Minogue. And the reason is that, you know, it's, people just go, oh, well, let's build them up. Their agents are so desperate to keep them working to keep the, themselves in the lifestyle to which they become accustomed, that they can't face facts that, uh, that people don't like Danny Minogue. The panel didn't like Danny Minogue. I don't think Danny Minogue likes Danny Minogue. So when they talk about her, oh, everybody's falling over themselves to sign her up. No, they're not. The only person falling over to sign her up is herself, I'm afraid. And as for Cheryl, will she make a comeback? Pfft, very unlikely. 14 to 6. <laughs> The headlines, industry leaders are warning the strike tomorrow will have a significant impact on the economy. The British Chamber of Commerce says the walkout by up to 750,000 people, including many teachers, will mean parents taking the day off to look after their children. Crane drivers died at the Olympic Village. Police say the man, believed to be in his 60s, was found slumped in the stairwell exit from his crane at the site in Stratford yesterday. And it's feared a recession crime wave is taking hold, following figures from Britain's biggest police force showing burglaries, robberies and muggings on the rise for the first time in a decade. The Metropolitan Police also report car crime increasing, with police chiefs across the UK warning they expect the same in other large cities. Check on the roads for you. Jay Louise.
1: Thank you, Steve. Good morning. And just south of the Angel at...
0: Morning, everybody. Tell me why you're not shopping the high street. Tell me why you're not going to the high street. It's all there. And without the high street, you're going to see, bought, and they, they've shown on the television, I've seen dreadful pictures of uh, sink estates and, and, uh, and shops that have closed, mainly through pilfering and people thieving, because as you've just heard in the news, crime is on the increase, you see shoplifting on a daily basis now, some people, it's a, it's a way of life, they don't think anything else, they just go and steal why should they bother? I see them every day in Marks and Spencers, thieving. Most unlikely people, we've seen women with uh, with kids, pushchair, thieving. You see down and outs, thieving. People just walking through, picking something up, and walking straight out again. Office workers, thieving. Because they can. And that's why eventually, you know, you won't have many shops on the high street. Something like Marks and Spencers can probably absorb, you know, 50, 100, 250 quid a day being stolen by people. Probably staff, I should imagine, because that's where a lot of thieving comes from in shops. The staff steal, or they let their friends steal. We had a case a while ago of a of a store where uh, one of the managers and one of the co-workers in it were robbing them blind, and they hushed it up. Luckily, I knew about it. Luckily, I knew about it. But that that's the problem on the high street, and very su- shortly, you won't have anywhere. There'll be absolutely nowhere to go. And then you, um... They actually sort of, uh... You look on the front page of the Daily Mail, there's a, a vile, militant extremist who has strolled through Heathrow's immigration despite a ban being on him. But obviously, border control did absolutely nothing. Rayad Sala was giving a lecture organised by Islamic radical, uh, radicals to a large crowd in Leicester. I mean, this... And, and, and then the other thing that we've heard today is 200 Somalian criminals can't be kicked out because of their human rights. These are people who've committed burglaries, muggings, rapes thieving, breaking and entering. I mean, you've never seen anything like it, and apparently the Court of Human Rights goes, oh, no, you can't, because if they go back to Somalia, their human rights will be breached. What about our human rights? There's one here, born in 1969 in Somalia, allowed to enter the UK for six months as son of a Somali diplomat based in London. March 89 claims asylum after his father dies. 89 in October, recognised as a refugee and allowed to stay. By the time we get to March of 96, sentenced to five years for handling stolen goods, fraud, robbery and carrying a replica gun. March 2001, convicted of theft. November, convicted of perverting the course of justice, three months. May, convicted on eight counts of supplying heroin and cocaine, jailed for three years, six months. June, this is habitual, we can't send him back because his human rights will be breached. Jailed for 12 months for burglary and theft. Home Office decide to deport him. Appeal rejected. Appeal to Immigration Tribunal rejected. Tribunal finds real likelihood of him reoffending. January 2007. Deportation order signed. Appeals to the Court of Human Rights. Deportation stayed. March 2008. Convicted of possessing Class A drugs. Jailed for 18 months. July 2010. Charged with possession of Class A drugs. Intent to supply. It's just a joke. It is just a massive joke at your expense, ladies and gentlemen. You know, why can't we kick them out because you've got courts and lawyers who will fight for their right and say, no, 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 these people could... So it's all right for them to murder and rape over here and apparently you can't do anything about it, but God forbid we should send these people back, you know, from where they came because, you know, because over here it's easy to thieve and rob and cheat people and, uh, you know, ruin people's lives. But you can't send them back because their human rights will be breached. I'd like to show you what I think about their human rights, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Prince Harry is dating the gorgeous ex of Formula One race, race ace, Jensen Button. Actually, the picture on the front is not a particularly good picture of her, but she's she's, uh, very posh. She's very, very posh. I think Harry's known the family for years. That'll make a change, won't it, in the royal family, which is good. Uh, Louis Walsh, looking forward to going back to work. Good for him. He'll now decide whether or not he's going to sue the papers who printed these... uh, Shameful allegations. Really bad. And also the lawyer who put Millie Dowler's parents through mental torture as he defended her evil killer has been offered a police guard after being bombarded with threatening emails. This is the man who put the... It was so disgusting, I can't even begin to repeat what he asked this family. It was just too awful. And Levi Belfield is in a couple of the papers today. And um, he has no remorse whatsoever. He has absolutely nothing. Three life sentences for murder. No remorse whatsoever. He said, I'm thinking of having cosmetic surgery. I'd also like you to have some cosmetic surgery, Mr Belfield. I don't think you'd approve of my version of cosmetic surgery. But, frankly, I'm sure that in prison... Because he said it's really nice, in Ace, Did you get tea, and they have cream cakes every day. And he's on a very nice... Uh, he's got a single room by himself, and people are OK. You so wish it wasn't that way, don't you? Cher Lloyd is on a mission. The mission is to explain to people who you are, I suppose. But Cher Lloyd, I think, was on a television programme. She was a bit stupid. A little bit not all there, I'm afraid. And uh, she now wants gypsies to stop being slated because she comes from a travelling family. The singer uh, said she was bullied at school because of her roots. Well, from what we've seen from the My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding and all the other ones, people don't go to school, do they? I thought that was the whole idea. I thought people just they, there's certainly no bullying going on, unless of course it was just in your mind share. Little bit, little bit, Sarah Ferguson here. And she says, I hated school. It was disastrous. Well, of course it was. It is for everybody from the travelling community. Very few people enjoy it, and that's why they, uh, they behave badly. And unfortunately, she says here, teachers, dust it under the carpet. It was always my fault. That's because of my gypsy background. Oh, here we go again. Excuses, excuses. She says, uh, I'm going to set up a campaign. I think our beliefs are respectable. I'm not really sure what beliefs you mean. What, what beliefs... It's lovely, isn't it? I'm, I'm thinking of going back to my Anglo-Saxon roots and becoming a Viking warrior, ladies and gentlemen. I'm thinking of sort of paddling my longboat up the Thames and doing a lot of sort of pillaging and things like that. There's this beliefs. It's just like clamming onto something. Unfortunately, she'll alienate 90% of her audience, and uh, so it won't happen at all. Buying meat online. QVCs sell it quite often at Christmas, says Mark. They send it out in dry ice-lined boxes, but mamma mia, the price they wanted, with the postage, £40 for ten large lamb chops. And the presenter was trying to say the best taste in the world. Thought it would have to be at that price. Yes, I love it when they all taste it, don't they? Mm, this is so good. You know they're being paid about forty grand a year for telling you this load of old rubbish. They'll tell you anything on the television. That's why You can never go by taste. I think anything that's taste... Although, um, we're, we're going to be talking to, uh, to Beverly Knight... She's doing the papers with Nick. She's going to do an in-conversation with me. And uh, she was on Saturday Kitchen the other week, and she ate the food. And so many people don't eat the food. They just sort of pretend to eat it. Whereas me, I'd get, somebody cooks for you, God, blimey, I'll be taking it home. Taking it home, ladies and gentlemen. I'd be loving every... Oh, I'd be putting it in Tupperware boxes. Lovely. Barbara says, guess no one buys Michael Ball CDs either, as he's also appeared on QBC. See, different for Michael Ball. He's not appealing to the pop charts. So Mike, Michael Ball is not a pop singer. He sings show tunes. That's why his shows are always selling. Put it this way, Peter Andre couldn't sell out the Royal Albert Hall. That's why he sells out the little tiny venues. That's the only reason. But Michael Ball's not, a, not trying to enter the pop charts because his albums have always sold very well, which is good news. Uh, fan of Barry Manilow too, says, Lynn won't need Madame Swords soon. Plastic surgery, the new waxworks. They can just stand there and be themselves. It is true. It's just very odd, isn't it? Very, very strange. Very strange. I don't know why people have it. Um, Stephen Bridlington says maybe if Cheryl Cole was doused in tomerite, she might grow up a bit more quickly. <laughs> My favourite thing to use it in the garden, ladies and gentlemen. And, um, uh, another one here from Mark. He says, I've had a look at Wilton's. We as a nation would be so stupid to let it be knocked down. I wish I had two and a half million pounds. I know, I can't believe that we've got the lottery and they make grants and they haven't given anything to Wilton's musical. They've been turned down twice. Doesn't make any sense, does it, at all? And yet they give to some crackpot group. You know, I'd love to know how many of the applications for the lottery are bogus. You know, like in a lot of these cases. Uh, Steve, you are right, says Margaret. People in shops serving raw or cooked food must wear gloves and have to take them off to handle money. I, too, walk out of certain shops, if that happens. It's one part of health and safety regs, which is part of the food handling regs, which should be taught to all shop workers. But, um... But, you know, it's one of those things. Well, I don't know. I have friends in that business in, in Twickenham and I, I think they should look at it because I think people should be wearing gloves. I went to, I've told you, Kingston and I've watched people cutting sandwiches without wearing any plastic gloves. And so somebody's handling your bread and they're handling the filling all with bare hands and nobody ever wash it. You don't see anybody, you know, washing, I'm afraid. I do find that a bit, a bit worrying. So I'm sure that there is a rule that they have to wear some sort of gloves if they're handling money, and raw meat. Richard reckons that the high street will never recover until the rent and rates and the car parking are more freely available. The trouble is with the uh, the rent and the rates, you've got people who own banks of shops. There's one guy, I think, in Twickenham, owns a whole row of shops. I think there's a, an insurance company who own all one street. They've got a whole street. So everybody's on these short-term leases. And... Um, and they put the, the, the rents up. They're not particularly bothered if people take the properties or not. See, I like to see properties used. Makes, makes far more sense, doesn't it, if you see a property used. And at least it looks like the high street's sort of doing quite well. But people have said to me before, you know, some people take on these little shops. We've got more, more charity shops. Never see a charity shop going bust because they get special dispensation. I haven't seen the interview with Barry Manilow, says Sarah. And Liza Minnelli, yet Richard thought she'd been on the sauce, and was rather slurring her words. <laughs> on the so- I love that expression, <laughs> been on the sauce. And yes, Barry has had too much plastic surgery. He looks very odd. The new album, 15 Minutes, is another masterpiece, though. It is, but why did he bother having... So- why can't people just age? Why can't they just age properly? You know, it's... Oh, dear. Uh, Sandra says, can you tell us who did your boss control? No, because they're just in our area. And uh, £29 is good. Most of them, g- just look for somebody local. Don't don't ask the council to do it. Get somebody local. As Nazi German. Morning, team. Nice to be company. You're tuned to LBC. 97 foot, you're tuned to LBC. It's such an old-fashioned expression. You're listening to LBC. Coming to you live from Leicester Square. Hope it's sunny today. Might undo an extra button and enjoy myself. The only British member, says Dr Rodney, of the European Court of Human Rights, was born and bred in Malta. Kind of sums it all up, doesn't it, really, I'm afraid. Thank you for that one. And uh, Steve says, Alan, Barry Manilow looks like his face has been shrink-wrapped. Does a little bit, doesn't it? With kind of thing. And uh, and Jeff says, our firm's day out is on the 27th of August. A new market race course. And the star is Peter Andre. It's £49 and I'm not going. There you go. See? Making everybody happy this morning. Here comes the news at six. On FM, online, Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Wednesday morning in London town. After all the uh, the lightning and the rain yesterday, we make such a big deal about it, don't we? It's only a bit of lightning and thunder, for goodness' sake, you know, and a little bit of rain. Um, People talking about toys for Christmas in the paper today. Apparently, a Dalek, a ride-in Dalek is going to be... None of these toys will feature at Christmas, of course. They're just telling you this now to try and get interest going. By the time we get to Christmas, it'll be something stupid like plasticine or, you know... can't think of anything else daft at the top of my head. But there's a a Transformer. There's a singing doll based on Justin Bieber. That'll be popular. And uh, and there's also, I think, uh, Elmo from Sesame Street. We had Tickle Me Elmo a few years ago. And it did make me laugh. It did make me laugh. It was very funny. Jonathan Levi's back with us. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Did you, did you cope with the rain yesterday?
1: I cope with the, way, with, the with the rain fine, really. I'm lo- yes. looking out the office window.
0: You're looking a bit David Guest this morning, if you don't mind me saying so. A bit David Guest. A bit David Guest. Oh, no. That's... Yes.
1: Um... That's a disaster. <laughs>
0: so it's because you've got the little beard. Is it because Is it, I've got a little bit? because you've grown a David Guest beard. I haven't shaved for a few days. Have you not? Is no. that how it grows? Yeah. I think you're fibbing. <laughs> I think you've trained it. But <laughs> I think it's a bit of topiary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I shall
1: emerge next Wednesday completely clean shaven.
0: It's funny, isn't it? You're, I've never grown a beard in my life. I don't think I could grow it. People would be horrified if I grew a beard. But I, I do shave every day, because I have to. But I just, I can't imagine what I look like with a beard. I must look ridiculous.
1: I think next Wednesday you should come in with a beard. I don't think I could grow one. Maybe for the next live show you could have a beard. Oh,
0: no, no, no. See, the trouble is, I remember sort of growing a moustache years ago, like my Auntie Enid, because I liked hers. And, and then you spend your night know, licking it. You put your tongue up there and as you. I don't know why. The twiddly, you, do
1: you could have a twiddly one.
0: A twiddly moustache? yeah. I don't think moustache The great actually. Steve Allen. <laughs> With a moustache. Yeah. I don't think so, and it's not my kind of thing at all. I
1: think for the live show next time you should have yes. a beard. <laughs> so Text pap- in if you want Steve to have a beard.
0: <laughs> Perhaps pap- a wig or so as well or something. We can have yeah. sort of hair or something interesting like that. Uh, 84850, oh, steve at lbc.co.uk. And uh, in the paper today, there was one bit... Was it the bit about the diet drinks? Oh, the diet drinks make This you was a fat. bit that... Yeah, they make Wait you fat. Weight gain the
1: same, despite fewer calories. Regularly consuming diet drinks will only make you fatter.
0: And, um, Why do, pe- do, do people... We were, we were laughing and saying, you go past Kentucky Fried Chicken, there'll be some enormous woman sitting in the window with a party barrel, all by herself, but with a Diet Coke. A family bucket and a Diet family Coke. family bucket, the Vianetta, and she's eating all of it. And you think... Do people drink the Diet Coke thinking they're going to lose weight? Or do they think, I can drink this and there aren't any calories in it?
1: I think it just sounds good because it says diet. Yes. It makes you feel better. But at least it does, in itself, only have one or zero calories, doesn't it? So, yes. as opposed to another Well, they have 100. zero
0: Coke, don't they? Coke Zero. And, and that's got nothing in it? That's
1: meant to be Bloke Coke, the kind of male Diet Coke. Oh, right. Because Diet Coke's marketed at women and Coke Zero's marketed at men.
0: Oh, right, but they're both exactly the same, are they? Well, they taste slightly different, but they've got different packaging. Right. I used to hate diet drinks years ago because they did used to taste horrid. Now they actually taste quite nice. They actually taste quite The thing quite is, good. you get used
1: to the taste of Diet Coke, and then if you have a full fat Coke, it tastes a bit much.
0: Yeah. I, I, one of the people who we were having lunch with yesterday um, was drinking Pim's. And it was a, looked like a really good pims in this place because it had all the fruit and everything else in there and cucumber and everything. And it looked really good, actually. But, of course, I couldn't drink it because it had lemonade in it.
1: No. And course. lemonade
0: is way too sweet for me now.
1: Okay, so can you have diet drinks?
0: Can um, you ha- could you have a diet Coke? Yes, but, but I, I tend not to. Yeah. I'm not really into... I was never really, as a kid, into fizzy drinks. We weren't really allowed fizzy drinks as kids. No, we had... No, we had orange squash... Yeah. and lemon squash we was had about squash the extent and of juice it. juice and water. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't have really juice.
1: We um, didn't really have coke and things.
0: Really? No, we didn't have coke. But uh, then as I got older I discovered you could put it in vodka and it was quite nice. Yeah. And then I was, and then I sort of stopped drinking diet drinks or anyway, Even though they're actually very very cheap to do. I thought I don't know why and you can make the delicious Mars bar vodka. There is the delicious the Mars delicious bar vodka. Delicious that is, Mars ab- bar have you made bottle. it? I've made it. It is absolutely. I have incredible. now made it. Yes. I can
1: now attest. That it is. The, it is the quite the most delicious drink I've ever yes, had.
0: Yes, it is wonderful. What, what you have to do, just for those people, just in case we get inundated with people say, because some friends of mine who had a bar made this, and there was a company that brought out different flavored vodkas, and we made this Mars bar vodka, which my friend uh, Anna made, and we used to keep it chilled, and it went down a bomb. <laughs> and what you do is you, you take a Mars bar and you melt it in a saucepan and you've got to keep stirring it because it's got all little bits in it and you've got to get it so it's nice and smooth and you can sieve it and put it back yeah. and just keep going until it's a clear liquid really. yes, and it looks lovely and then you just literally empty some vodka drink, drink some vodka and, but you don't want to waste it do you and then you pour this liquid into the thing and you can then put it in the freezer or anywhere else and it or stays, it stays liquid, it doesn't yes. freeze it doesn't freeze because it's vodka and, and you shake it and it's like an ice cold milkshake but with a kick Yes. It's really quite so quite you, delicious. When you're passing the freezer, yes. you can just open it, pour you a can. little drink, and carry on. I, I, did, I did go past my fridge the other day, and I bought some mango juice.
1: I like mango I juice. I
0: love Rubicon mango mm, juice. I nice. absolutely love it. And I can't remember if it's good for you. I think it's bad for you. Because mango it's, juice? It's all sugar, isn't it? That's oh, is the it? trouble. But mm. it tastes delicious chilled. Oh, absolutely wonderful. Uh, Steve? Uh, the demolition of the musical will put a lot of money into the council's coffers when the developers move in. Uh, f- I don't think they'll be allowed to demolish uh, Wilton's because it's got uh, its grade two listed. So I don't think they'll be able to. But uh, it's up to people to raise the money. And uh, I'm sure the council would love to. But I mean, to be honest with you, it would be absolutely scandalous if they allowed it to be pulled down. Go to the LBC website and have a quick look. LBC.co.uk. Have a look at the picture. You, don't, you wouldn't want it to go either. Definitely. Never mind Peter Andre says, my daughter went to Haydock races for a works stew and Tom Jones was doing a concert that night. Obviously very popular doing race courses. Cliff Richard a, was at Ascot. I know, wasn't he just? He's, yeah. in, he's, he's going over to America to record. He's with David Guest. Oh, well, my, my, my lookalike. Your lookalike, your, your doppelganger. He's, uh, he's over there, <laughs> in, I think, recording in Memphis with all these soul artists like Candy Staten and people like that. Because obviously, Cliff's decided he needs a new departure, and David Guest has said, You can do this. And I think he's going on tour. <laughs> I think Cliff is on tour with some of these people.
1: He does look good, you <clears clears throat> think? Well, I stood behind him at an airport. Um, really? In a queue. And so I had a good look at him. And although he looks slightly peculiar, he still does look quite good.
0: What, well, David Guest or Cliff no, Richard? Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard. Well, David why, Guest why does he look peculiar? Look good. No, David Guest doesn't look I'm good. I'm afraid doesn't look good.
1: No. I don't look like David Guest.
0: Please. You seem quite worried now, Holly. Aren't you? Holly, do you not think there's a bit of a David Guest look about him? Yeah, he's just got coffee, she said, so she's not going to say anything. (laughs) But I think, if truth be known, (laughs) I think you do look like David Guest. (laughs) (laughs) Ian in Bedford said, Joan Rivers said that Elizabeth Taylor had had so much plastic surgery that every time she smiled, she pulled her knickers up. (laughs) (laughs) Bless her heart, bless her heart. Mind you, that's that's rich from Joan Rivers, isn't it? A woman who's had more plastic. Why do people become obsessed with it? I can understand people having a little bit of Botox, but you don't really need it unless you're really that wrinkly. I've seen The Housewives of Orange County, or as I prefer to call them, the trailer trash of Orange County. They've all got tattoos, and some of the women look really odd. And their sons are a bit trashy, and their daughters are definitely trashy. Uh, and they try and pretend they're all sort of terribly clever, but they're not really. But uh, some of them have, them have had surgery.
1: Search for eternal youth. Not it everyone is. can look as young as you used uh, to.
0: Well, you know, I'm lucky. And also the fact I only work in a 25 watt light bulb situation. You know, I, I won't, if anybody's got 40 watt light bulbs, I don't go there, I'm afraid. I only work 25 watt. So much easier. Quarter past six. News headlines, it's Sam Pittus.
1: People hoping to fly tomorrow are being told to expect... Dis-
0: Morning, everybody. Nice be company. 19 minutes past six. Jonathan Levi is with us today. Diana says, I was horrified to see Barry Manilow on Paul O'Grady's show. He's had so much done to his face, he looks a bit odd. Worse still, n- neither male nor female. He doesn't seem to... He just looks odd. The voice is lovely, but it's so weird to behold... And, and, you know, I'd never want to go to a concert again. Very sad. Why do they do it?
1: I'm afraid so many people look most peculiar now. Yes. You know, r- r- lots of these ageing rock stars look very peculiar in photos and then weird up close. We just want to look young and, 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 they and cling on to that. they young because all you do no. is look at somebody and you go, they look, you sort sort look of, odd. Yeah, but they look odd. But maybe it's better, people, I think, to look odd than to look old. You think? Well, I don't, but no. I think the consensus amongst celebrities and amongst people be- is that you just want to look like a slightly peculiar, older celebrity, and that's better than looking like a pensioner. Yeah.
0: But surely, if if, if if we were celebrities and we thought we'd have some surgery, you would look at the work that the surgeon had done before and go, well, I don't want to look like
1: that. I know but but it changes over time so once people have had surgery and then they're really well lit in a studio a few months later once the scarring's gone down they can look really good but give it a year or two and then their face changes and they put on weight or lose weight Uh the surgery doesn't fit it doesn't mold and change so it doesn't really work over time so you keep having to have it so it is really problematic I mean, we are obsessed, though, aren't we? I mean, in the, in the Daily Express, big two-page spread, page 20 and 21, a battle of the diets. And I know it's not surgery, but we're obsessed with how we look. Yeah. With well, how because we there's
0: look. so much money. I was offered Jennifer Ellison the other day. Jennifer is more than happy to come in and talk to you about how she's mantan- maintained her weight loss, and it's plugging a diet thing. Well, her, she's a classic example of that yo-yo diet thing, isn't she? She's do- do- no, see- she's doing it. It's a gig. It's money now. That's what they see it as. Yeah. They want celebrity endorsement.
1: There's forever pictures of her before and after in the papers yeah. you know balloon oh, we had it slim. with
0: uh, with the uh, the weather girl didn't we claire, claire nazir yeah, who was true. luckily pictured in a park looking all fat <laughs> and bloated that was handy to take the photographer out with you and then she goes oh i'm so shocked i'm so shocked i'm going to bring out a video so she brings out a video and unfortunately nine out of ten of these people these celebrities who bring out these dvds the weight goes back on colleen nolan classic example natalie cassidy another classic example you know of people who've done it just purely for the money haven't bothered following it because they can't be bothered, and now look at poor old Colleen, big as a house.
1: Yeah. Well, there's three... There's this guy called Pierre Duquin, and he's a French diet guru. And there's three kinds of diets that are outlined here. Okay. One that Cheryl Cole follows, one that Jennifer <laughs> Aniston... One that Jennifer Aniston follows, <laughs> and one that Catherine Zeta-Jones follows. The Cheryl one is called Eat Right for Your Type. And that's about that different blood types can digest and burn off different kinds of food better than others you have to learn which food is right for your type yeah. the second one the Atkins diet Jennifer Aniston follows is that very high protein low carbohydrate slightly peculiar mixture of things yes. that you can eat cream but you can't eat carrots or whatever yes. it is. you know it's slightly... is that the
0: one where you can eat sausages
1: you can eat sausages you can eat bacon you can eat red meat but yeah. you can't drink wine and you can't yeah. have cake and something that diet, um, I'm and ordering. then there's the weight watchers pro points which yeah. is um, Literally, um, you know, calorie counting, I suppose, uh, with food groups counting. The trouble is,
0: let me just give you the the diet now, ladies, and it will solve all your problems. Little and often and exercise. I know, but it's hard to
1: follow. That's the trouble with that one. You're right. You're absolutely right. Is. If you don't eat much, yeah. you do lots of exercise, you'll never get fat. Yeah. But how many of us can live like that? You know, you get home of an evening and, and you're watching TV and you're a bit tired. You just want a big bowl of something or other and then yes. a bit of cake yes, and then I, a bit I, of chocolate and then a few sweets but then and then a drink. Why do people and buy a DVD or,
0: or they buy these things? Because these diets do not work. They're short term. Well, they work for a bit. You can lose yeah. a bit of weight and put it all back on. Yeah, but then, you know, that's miserable again you get and brides going, oh, I need to lose, you know, seven stone before I get married to fit into the dress. And then, so as you get married, so she walks down and the, 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 the bridegroom go, who the hell's that? Who's that? Who is it? And they go, I'm, I'm your... Who are you? I wanted the fat bird. I didn't want you. You know, people... So people lose the weight without realising that somebody fancies them because of the shape they are. You don't suddenly want to go a bit sort of gaunt and anorexic looking.
1: No. And also, people don't necessarily suit... Sort no. of other body no. shapes.
0: No. Some people who lose lots of weight look better before. But I've seen Cheryl Cole, she's thin. I've seen Catherine Jenkins, she's tiny. Yeah. I don't believe that's a diet, I believe that's just her natural metabolism. She's tiny. I mean, she really is. T- Cheryl Cole is not only miniature, but she's thin as a rake. Cheryl's I don't believe little. she goes on a diet at all.
1: I don't know. I think you do. people do have to work hard to keep wh- how they look.
0: Well, no, we do. We do because we have different body shapes.
1: I put on weight if I so much as look at a cake.
0: I've only got to eat four cream cakes in the course of a day, ladies and gentlemen, and the weight—where does it come from? A little bit of cream, a little bit of pastry, and some jam—ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and a few chopped-up bars and some Mars and, Yeah, exactly. I
0: don't. I don't know why, but but I, I think we are prone, and we always get to a certain age, and then we put on weight. Yeah. And that's, that's the big problem, I'm afraid.
1: Well, we've, got, on the whole, got quite relatively sedentary jobs as well. Yes. You know, if you're sitting down.
0: Yes, yes. It's uh, What you're advocating, we all stand up. They used to do that. Up. I think Richard brought in that uh, all, the, all the, the guys on Capital stand up. I do remember in Euston Tower, they all stood up. So I remember coming in to do something. Mean, it was, actually. Uh, they were all standing up. Well, of course...
1: Well, they've changed that in news, haven't they? On national news, everyone's standing these days. They used to sit behind a desk. Perhaps we should stand. Because they used to not wear trousers. Really? Apparently.
0: Oh, but now they've got to wear trousers. Well, I think absolutely necessary. Uh-huh. But we used to have at LBC, we used to have a, <clears throat> a presenter here years ago who stood up and did the programme, like there was a programme on the television, and it was a, I think it was called Night Caller or something, and there was this DJ in America who walked round with his headphones on, or he wasn't wearing headphones, so I couldn't understand how he could hear the callers anyway, and he was walking around the studio, chatting at the same time as talking to people
1: like one of those sort of missionary bible classes yeah
0: we we had it here we had a presenter who stood up to do his show so i remember thinking it's a little bit peculiar on a talk station to stand up and do your program i don't think i'd feel any different doing it
1: when people make tough sales calls they stand don't they
0: do they yeah i think so oh shan't be doing any tough sales calls then do you remember tab says amanda tab tab t-a-b that was a another one of those diety type drinks i don't remember tab no, probably a bit before your time, actually. And Jay says coke and fizzy drinks are very bad for you because they're full of sweeteners. Um, the truth is, everything's bad for you. Too much tea, too much coffee, too much this, too much that, bread. A friend of mine has cut out bread completely. He's lost a load of weight.
1: But that's only if you I ate like lots bread. of... bread. Well, this is the thing, I don't eat bread. Oh, but do you I not? Didn't, but I didn't eat much bread beforehand. So right. cutting out bread for me doesn't make me lose weight. <laughs> that only works if you pile in the bread
0: <laughs> and then cut it out. Right. Interesting. Uh, but I, I don't know what the, what the problem is. Um, Olu says, Steve, I see Kerry's back in the news again, claiming she's homeless. What's she doing with the money she's earning? Well, she's not earning at the moment. She's not earning. And she's living in the house. Uh, I think Claire, very kindly, has allowed her to stay there for another month. Until she sorts herself out. But she is a total waste of space. And frankly, I, I'm really not interested. Kerry Catone Couldn't care less, I'm afraid. Could not care less. Uh, 8 for 850. Oh, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, one here. It says, uh, I remember the first... You see, somebody else talking about Tab. In a pink can, it was the most vile taste in the world. Even Coke Zero and Diet Coke cannot come close to Pepsi Max, which is nice and sweet without the calories. And it says here, this is uh, some guy right here who says, Mark... In the, in the summary, you can get through ten a day. T- ten Diet Cokes a day? Ten Diet Cokes a day. Isn't that just a wee bit excessive? I think that's bad. I don't is think it- that's good for you. No, no, we, we think that's very we, bad we for you. We don't approve of ten Diet Cokes a day. I think ten is an awful lot, isn't it? I oh, no, honest. this is very peculiar. This is
1: extremely confusing now, because there's a, another story in the paper saying that cake is a cure for dementia. So...
0: Ooh, I like a piece of cake.
1: Well, that's good.
0: Yes cure for dementia. Be or be fat without dementia. Well, that's it. You can't have everything, can you, really? You really cannot have everything. You know, wh- I mean, who who is who is the perfect person in, in the world? You know, is it is it somebody who is thin? Is it somebody who... Th- because all these thin people seem to worry about everything else going on.
1: There's that thing in Japan, and Japan's the longest living sort of yes. nation in the world, isn't it? You know, apart from these terrible natural disasters and whatnot, you wouldn't want to be there. But <coughs> other than that... um They've got this thing which, translating to English, is 80% full. So that one of the secrets to their longevity is that they only ever eat, these sort of elderly people in villages, until they're 80% full. So they always end a meal slightly hungry. And that's drilled into them from they're very young. So they never eat until they've got that, that thing that we do where we're just fit to bursting and we've just... Eaten so oh, much. We have to. You um, don't, we? We don't want to waste you, anything. You don't want to waste anything. You want a second helping of this, and I'll oh, yeah. go on. I have one more potato, and oh, oh. I'll have a second helping of apple crumble, and yeah, just one more
0: glass. And yes, I'll have a coffee and a praline. Had mashed potato with their kib and ordered chips as well. Well, a few chips on the side. No, not just a few, double portion to share. Double portion to share. Double portion to share.
1: Uh, well, they don't do this in Japan.
0: But they don't have chips.
1: No, but they eat until they're 80% full, i.e., 20% hungry. But
0: they're eating healthily what they're eating a lot of is fish yeah they're eating rice yep. just plain boiled rice they plain don't have all the rubbish rice, we have
1: raw fish yeah bits mm. of whatever um, bit of sauce or, but but until we're still hungry at the end of the meal
0: yeah not like us no as well we, we were always taught don't leave anything on your plate because there's people starving in another country
1: waste not what not
0: yes my mother would say i've not slaved over a stove you just sit there and just ignore it Quite so you right. just sit there and eat it. Yeah. I didn't mind, actually, because my mum was a very good cook. Um, another one here that says, um, I saw Barry Manilow too. He looks a little bit like Topo Gigio. I don't know. Helga says, diets are all about input and output. It's as simple as that. Yes, I mean, uh, uh, yes. But, uh, uh, the, but the trouble is, we are so obsessed now with wanting to be thin. You never see anybody on the television reading the news. And you can look at anybody reading the news or the weather. Nobody's fat. They're all thin. The only person who, who is, is on who's fat is Adrian Childs. And the other day, his gut was hanging over the top of his belt. Uh, Eamon Holmes is also extremely fat. And uh, he's known as Fat Boy Fat, because he really is. But he's, he's been quite clever. He's had his jackets made longer, so it kind of makes him look a bit slimmer. But he's not. He's as <laughs> fat as he ever was, and we're always happy to tell people that. Because on television, it's all right for blokes to be fat, but women can't be fat. There's far more pressure on women to be slim on television, so you never find somebody reading the news or the weather, especially the weather, because they, they stand up and walk in front of a blue screen, uh, who's fat. Yeah, th- is, there's uh... quite. I think there's quite a lot of pressure on men, too, on en- in entertainment shows and things.
1: I mean, yes. you know, quite hard to think of a fat entertainment host. Yes.
0: Yes, it is, actually, is it? unless it's an old comedian. An old comedian would, would be sort of a fat entertainment host. Anyway, we take a short break. It's LBC. It's 6.30. 26 minutes to uh, 7. Noreen says, bit of excitement. We got a letter from a TV company oh, yes. to say they're doing a 60-minute makeover. And um, one of the neighbours, and don't say a word as the person doesn't know, there's going to be <laughs> lorries, cars, vans, 40 people. It starts at 6.45am, so there will be some curtain twitching. That is exciting. That is exciting. That is I exciting, love that. Married. Where they come in and they start ripping apart your house. Yeah, rip it apart and then put up little bits of coving. Yes. And a few... Um, As long as Colin and Justin aren't involved, they should be all right. Yeah. I can't bear them.
1: And they do do it within the rules. Yes. They do it within 60 minutes.
0: Yes. Yeah, but I'm admitting, what's the standard like, though? Is the standard quite good, or...? Well, things aren't exactly sort of plumbed in and stuff.
1: No. But they're in place. Yes. And then they just just finished off afterwards.
0: Yeah. I have to be honest, I mean, I I quite fancy the idea myself. If any of my friends are listening, don't ever do it, I'll kill you. I think they do Um,
1: three rooms, I think that's the thing. Yeah.
0: The best one, as I've always said, was the Carol Vordman one, where they appear to have limitless budget, and all these companies gave everything for free, but they would put in, like, whole roof extensions, and, oh, it was fantastic. Well, that one's yeah, oh, great. Oh, really good. On the 60-minute makeover, there's a lot of people faffing around, and there's generally some queen standing going, quick, quick, do this, we're going to be out in a minute. Straighten the cushions. Straighten the cushions, and they, all these... Because I always think it's pretty put cushions on beds, but what, what do you do with them? You have to chuck them off again. You chuck them off when you climb into bed, then you've got to rearrange them the next morning. Put ten cheap cushions on the bed. They are cheap cushions yeah. They are cheap cushions so, uh, so that's very exciting Very exciting Very exciting, Noreen me, me, try, try and get yourself on, on the television, Noreen Just sort of hang around by the gate and, go, and try and look very enthusiastic And they're bound to cut to you, OK? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Clive in Sri Lanka says I was watching Formula One on Saturday I saw David Coulthard, he's very thin for his age Looks like he's got a 28-inch waist Very thin Well, they have to be thin racing drivers to get into the, the cars, don't they? Like jockeys Yes, I mean, jockeys are just not tall Apparently, the safest way to lose weight is to eat an apple half an hour before any meal. Really? It works as a bit of a suppressant, apparently.
1: Who well, that wants to be good. suppressed eating food? Well, Barry Manilow, it's all about weight in the papers today. He doesn't eat. Barry, thin Barry, I just don't enjoy food, he says. I don't like to eat. He's six foot. He's previously denied weighing seven stone. Sometimes he says he forgets to eat and starts to tremble. He Works out three times a week. My biological father was thin, so maybe it comes from that. What was that? What's that expression? Nothing tastes as good as thin feels.
0: Never heard that expression before. The, before you're about to tuck into, tastes a, as good as thin feels. So if
1: you, before you're about to take tuck into a pizza, yeah.
0: think that. I was, I was going through some shirts today because you know when you sort of you sort of get up in the well, you, you probably don't need to worry about it. But I sort of, I tried a shirt on. I was like. Just a little bit tight there. Perhaps I put on a pound overnight or something. So you sort of take it off and you hang it back. And you think, I'll try it again tomorrow. And then eventually tomorrow never comes. So you start thinking, perhaps I'll move up a size. I
1: do know that feeling. It's not nice, that tight shirt feeling, no, is it? No, I don't like it When the at buttons all. feel like they're stretching a bit. No,
0: I know. It's, 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 it's not pleasant for anybody. And also the same for ladies. But ladies don't seem to mind wearing tight tops that show fat. Whereas men don't. Men don't want to do unless that. Unless you're a darts player, in which case they're more than happy to show you every roll of fat they've got. Yeah. In fact, it's
1: part of it, really, yes. isn't it, to have a big gut?
0: Oh, well, you, you have to be there to 180. <laughs> to, you know, as long as you can see <laughs> the dart over gut. the top of your stomach, you're and fine. They,
1: they wear their trousers underneath, like coach drivers, wear their trousers underneath the gut, don't yes. they? Yes,
0: whereas Edward Heath used to wear it Above just underneath his breast. Yeah, to so <laughs> have it right up there,
1: so, which gives you um, the, a bottom that is the length of your body.
0: Yes, it? yes. Brilliant. I've often thought if you hitch the trousers up, so just underneath your armpits, that's yes. fine.
1: Well, especially if you've got little um, breeches or whatever they're called. Braces. Braces.
0: breeches, <laughs> Braces they are, you yeah. fool. Breeches are something completely different. <laughs> I think breeches are actually trousers. Oh, yes. the name for, for trousers, isn't it? Old-fashioned trousers. Most people eat their meals at the same time of the day. About 15 minutes before eating, your stomach starts to warn you that it's time to eat, and most people do. Uh, Many years ago, I was involved with psychological studies on dieting, says James. The conclusion for the studies had indicated that by eating at different times every day, thereby not creating a repetitive diet, the body did not send any warning signals to the participants. So there you go. I followed the regime. When I was 25 years old, I weighed 140 pounds. Now at 60, I still weigh 140 pounds. When I dine out, my friends comment on how I can eat as much as I want, yet gain no weight. You're very lucky. We hate you. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Nobody likes you at all. Nobody yeah. wants to die now. I mean,
0: all, all you want is somebody to bring out a tablet that you take at night and you wake up in the morning and you're thin again. I'd like just little pads I could attach to my stomach and go to bed and wake up with a six pack. Not gonna happen. No. Oh, like a little Max Clifford was marketing machine ages ago. Was it? And it was little vibrating pads that you put on your tummy. And and I mean to be honest with you, I'd hardly see how a little vibrating pad is gonna make the weight disappear. Well, especially the amount you're carrying. Combined with, with a cake. I mean, you'd have to be sitting on the washing machine for about three weeks for it to have any effect at all. <laughs> it just doesn't work, <laughs> these sort of things. Uh, Terry and Sue came to the Magic Circle and uh, loved it. They said you don't look a day over 42. Well, you're, you're that older than you are. <laughs> exactly. That's my age. Yeah. That is my it's age. Three years older, isn't it? Which is just about. Uh, Eel Pie Club, they've got loads going on tonight. And Gina and Warren have just returned from Cyprus. Actually, we've had the heat wave here. We have yesterday, very hot. Yeah, and Ooh, today looks floor. nice. I mean, the sun is shining. It's going to be 22 degrees in London, is it? Today. Oh, here we go again. That's lovely. <coughs> That's what we need. And so, uh, the Eel Pie Club, if you go to their uh, website, eelpieclub.com, they've got uh, something wonderful Midnight Train today, a five piece band led by vocalist Debbie Giles. And they've got Sam Kelly, Steve Oakman from Vanity <coughs> Fair. Uh, Pete Emery on guitar and Chris Bradshaw on bass. It's a mix of blues, funk, soul, and R and B. Tickets are ten quid, and it's at the Eel Pie Club, sixty-seven London Road, Twickenham. So eelpieclub.com. dot com. You'll love it. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Says Jason. It was Kate Moss. How was it? Who said it? Caused an outcry from the anorexia charities. Oh, apparently. <laughs> I've never heard. I've never heard it before. Actually, never heard it before. So nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. I have seen some people who are very, who are anorexic, but that's an illness, and th- those are people who think they look fat. Well,
1: it's a proper disorder. It's a proper it? disorder. Like bulimia, but it's called body dysmorphia, isn't it? When you think, when you look into a mirror and you see something that isn't actually there, whether you, th- you see somebody oh, I see reflecting that's there when back I look at you. In the mirror. You, <laughs> you either view. think you're too thin or too fat, yeah. but you distort, from your, your mind distorts the yeah. image coming back at you, and you think you look different to how you do, and that could be that you think you're too thin or too fat. Well, that was at the cool. fun
0: fair. You went to the funny hall of mirrors, and you sat there and went, oh, look, I look really fat. Then you walk away and go, oh, it's a normal mirror, I do look fat. <laughs> I'm depressed, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, Steve, uh, Dave, the London Academy, says it's £36 million on Friday. I don't think it is, actually. I think it's 116 million on Friday. What, is
1: this Euro million? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 116, 116 million. Are we buying tickets? Are we, are we. Are you kidding? Is the Pope Catholic? Of course I'm buying tickets. I've already got the tickets. I bought them weeks ago.
1: Any, any for me?
0: No. No. What, tickets for you? No money. Oh, money? When you win. I don't know. You see, that's the trouble because oh, some people, on. they might hold you to this.
1: No, but if you gave me 16 million, you could keep 100 million.
0: Give you six, six You know, don't, don't ask for much, do you? Could you? Keep hundred million. Most people are just going twenty quid or something like that. Hundred? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give you sixteen million. But it would
1: round it down nicely. Yeah, but I've got other you'd have a need you, I mean,
0: I've got a family to feed, and you know, there's kids and pots. Hundred million to divide between. Yeah. Well. well, I might drop dead through shock. I want to make sure I've got enough to enjoy. So there you go. Um, Barry Manilow and how he looks. Could it be magic? Says Frank. Do you remember a drink called Quattro? Uh, it was nicer than Lilt I do remember Lilt Oh, I quite like Lilt Lilt was quite good Lilt's still around Is that a girl who ran down the beach looking very thin? Was that the totally tropical taste? The totally tropical taste It was Lilt And they and they always filmed it on a, on a beach I should think it's made in Macclesfield, isn't it? Or something like that it, was, it went nowhere near a tropical beach Like the most popular pizza in Italy Is Um Ham and pineapple? No, they don't, do ha- they don't do Hawaiian in Italy. They don't, they don't understand that. We're not going to eat this. Jesus Dr. Oetke. Dr. Oetke. Dr. Ertke's pizzas, which are made over here, <laughs> apparently on a trading estate. And in, and in Italy, that's the most popular takeaway pizza, Dr. Urtka Finder's Crispy Pancake. Oh, Finder's Crispy Pancake. Oh, lovely, lovely. But apparently, Quattro, a bit nicer than little, didn't catch on. And uh, Dr. Pepper... As well, so I've never tried any of these. I things. never
1: liked Dr Pepper. I'm Did afraid. you not?
0: I didn't like the t- I didn't like the name Dr Pepper. That po- and also what was that other one? Iron Brew made from girders. Well, yeah. it can't have been, because otherwise you'd kill yourself straight away if you drunk melted girders. Yeah, I
1: didn't really like Iron no. Brew,
0: but uh, it, a, a lot of them tasted, said Stuart, like fizzy benelin. <laughs> which kind of kind of sums it up, I suppose. Uh, eight four eight five zero. Oh, Stephen LBC dot co dot uk at, at uh, Trish says I've read so much about the dangers of eating and drinking. I've decided to give up reading, <laughs> which seems... You're right, actually, you're bombarded with... Um, we are. ..with all these things, and you shouldn't take any notice about them. And uh, too many skinny people on television, says Dan. We shouldn't take the mickey out of fat people. They've got enough on their plates. Thank you. It's <laughs> an old hit? one. It's an old one. Jason says, I missed the gag at the end. Oh, did I? Oh, dear, wait a minute. I'll go back and find the, the gag at the end. Oh, that's right, there was a terrible fuss about Kate Moss... I bet she wished she'd eaten her words. Thank you. <laughs> okay. It's an old gag, isn't it? But it's, it's worth doing. And Karen says, can you give a mention on your show? We're holding a charity fun day on Saturday, the 2nd of July, which is this Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. Yeah. And uh, it's in aid of the Sam Bear Hospice in Weybridge. Uh, we are Walton Working Men's Club and a very dear mm-hmm. member, Suzanne Fennell, recently passed away in the Sam Bear Hospice. She and the family were treated so kindly they want to raise funds. So it's at uh, the club in Church Street, Walton-on-Thames. And it opens at 12 noon and they've got stalls and a barbecue and stuff like that. The good news there. Beverly Knight is looking at the papers. MBE, Beverly Knight, with Nick Ferrari this morning. And uh, he's talking today about the company who forced the Indian workers to use anglicised names. Have you ever encountered that? I've encountered that loads of times, where you phone and you know they're in Mumbai or Delhi and and they go, my name is George. And you think, no, it's not. No, it's not. Don't and apparently, we apparently warm to somebody if they've got a British name. Or a Newcastle accent. Or a Newcastle accent. Except well, if they I, go to America. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. But uh, no, so they get, yes, my name is... You get, no, it's not. It's Hassan or something like that. Why can't you tell me what your name is? And you will say nice things about me, please, sir? Yes, I will try to. Yes, Thank you. <laughs> very odd, isn't it?
1: Very odd. One tiny quick story. Um, twin, a lovely good news story that the earliest UK twins have reached their first birthday. The twin babies born seventeen weeks early have defied the odds to reach their first birthday. Oh, very sweet. you hey, see, little Oliver and Maisie.
0: Oh, they're nice names. Yeah, I like that. I used to have a. I think I had a grandmother called Maisie. I did actually. I had a grandmother called Maisie. It's very. It's quite a grandmarish name. It's isn't a grandmarish it, name, like but now Doris. it's coming back. F- Doris. Yes, Joan. That's a that's a matronly name, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah. But M- 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 Maisie, I quite like. Yeah, it is sweet. And also, my grandmother was called Marsey. Marsey. Have Anybody ever heard of that one before? Marsey? No. No, I've never heard of it either. It's old, isn't it? Marsey. Which bit of the country was that? London. Oh. Gants Hill. Gants Hill. <laughs> That's changed. Uh, Steve says, Paul, after watching the airhead glamour model in... Waiting. This is, it's on the food programme last night. She is the dumbest person I've ever seen on television. She really is. She's doing on Come Dine with me. And she put an all sausage menu. She did trifle with sausages in it. And she's glamour model, but she is thick as a brick. I mean, she is so stupid. She even makes stupid people look intelligent. I mean, she is doing herself no... Fit. She thinks she's being really clever, but she's so stupid and so vacuous. I'm shouting at the television, I'm afraid. I wish, I wish they hadn't ruined Come Dine With Me by putting, you know, the vacuous airheads on, and she is one of the dumbest I've ever seen. Sausages in a trifle. I mean, you know, they don't come any more... Small wonder she's not actually working as a glamour model, because obviously even the glamour models have gone, she's a bit stupid babe, isn't she? You know, she puts sausages in trifle like nobody does that, do they? Unless you live in Essex. <laughs> These headlines with Sam Pittis.
1: People hoping to fly tomorrow are being told to expect.
0: Morning, everybody. It's, it's my big achievement during my career to actually find a glamour model who can string two words together. Actually find somebody intelligent without using the word babe or talking in a stupid little five-year-old kind of voice. Is it, would it be possible, do you think, in this day and age to find a glamour model who's intelligent? Answer, no, because they're always, I'm afraid, the rough end of the pineapple, the glamour models. They're the ones who couldn't make it as anything else but by bleaching their hair blonde and losing a bit of weight... And uh, hopefully they don't open their mouths. They can make it because they're prepared to do just about anything. Maybe she thought that
1: she was being all Heston Blumenthal when she was doing a, t- a, her her um, her sausage trifle. Maybe she was thinking it was like snail porridge or a kind of um, Heston <laughs> t- food combination.
0: <laughs> I mean sausages. I mean you just think to yourself. I mean she was just so stupid. It was it was an embarrassment. But I've discovered on the come down we've had quite a few very stupid people. Well, they, some quite nasty people on there.
1: Some really quite nasty yes. people. Yeah. Yeah, and some yeah, some very peculiar people, yes, strange people. but strange I think they've they've obviously they've decided gone to go more down extreme, that route, though, yes. haven't they? Over time,
0: yes. I'm I'm looking forward to another celebrity one, but the trouble is because of its nature, they can't find any celebrities who want to go on it. Yeah, that's the problem. They've almost exhausted it. You know, I mean, there's only only so many times you can ask Jeff Jeff Brazier to appear on a television program without having to put subtitles up underneath so you can find out what the hell he's talking about. All very worrying. Uh, another one here, very quickly, uh, forty-two. Says Jeremy, you're ageing fast. Last week, just forty, and a couple of weeks earlier, thirty-seven. I think you need your your ears syringing out. You're honestly not hearing the right programme. You've a very consistent age over the years. I'm very consistent. My age, every year another birthday. Thank you. I decide which one it is. Uh, Apparently, radio makes Britons happier than television and the web. People get more enjoyment out of the radio. I get more enjoyment out of the radio. Yes, I work. I make TV shows. Yes, exactly. So do, do you get more, more fun out of radio than you do out of television? Yeah. I
1: think it's a more intimate medium. It's a more personal medium. It's straightforwardly more interactive. Yes. I think it's better. I think it's yes. altogether a better medium. And I, as I say, I make money out of making and producing TV shows. Yes. But there is something magical about radio that you just don't get on TV.
0: Yes, I must rush home one day and have a listen to this one. I'd love to listen to this programme. Just so, you know, if I didn't do it... I'd like to listen to it to see what it's like. Just out of curiosity, because uh, Moshin wrote to me and said, uh, any day I have to wake up early in the morning, there's one thing I look forward to, and that's listening to your show, because you make me laugh out loud. <laughs> still, still on the medication, then, Moshin, on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <What do you laughs> yes, always it's always a think of check
1: old. guarantee, got checks buried, the end of checks? No, oh, I don't want, I, to, see I don't want to see the end of no, checks. I don't want to see the end of checks. I quite like
0: checks. I like checks. I think
1: they're very useful sometimes, checks. Yes. And I don't want to get rid of them at all. Do you actually use them? I do, yeah. Well, quite oh, often, doing. somebody asks for a check, or want to be paid by check, or you have to post a check.
0: Yes, I always pay by check to, uh, uh, you know, my accountant. Yeah. I paid by by check. And there's a few other checks. A, a lot of things you don't have to, do you? But I, I, I do, I do like to make sure that I'm, I'm sort of there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. So I think I, I think it'll be a sorry day when the check goes. Oh, me too. I
0: thought they were going to bring back fivers in
1: cash machines, but there's been no sign of it. There's a cash machine in uh, Kingston that does fivers. It does do fivers. Yes.
0: But but who uses them? Fivers? Yeah. Do you not use fivers? Not really, no. Wait, what what can you buy for a fiver nowadays? Uh, You can buy a can of Diet Coke. For a fiver. Very good value. Very good value. (laughs) That's on Palm Beach. The thing is you use fivers, don't you?
1: Not really. No. not really,
0: Just 50s. 100-pound notes, if I can find them, yes. What's the biggest note? 50. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think they should bring out a 100-pound note. It's wonderful. Do you remember Crest... Yes. It's frothy, man. Well, it's a dancing polar bear. Thank you, Malcolm. And uh, I ordered an Irish coffee in a restaurant, says Brian. They brought me a cup of tea. Thank you. (laughs) It's an old gag, but it's funny.
1: I like Um, Amaretto coffees. Amaretto, yeah, nice. It's amaretto coffee, it's like like an Irish coffee, but with amaretto instead oh, I of whiskey. Love Irish coffee. Oh, I tell you, if if it's really nice cream on the top, lovely, yeah, and and it's really sort of that mixture of hot and cold. Yes, and you put like, your th- thing like in a baked it, Alaska. Your t- little moustache. Yeah. Do you like a baked Alaska? Oh, I love baked I Alaska. Love I love Alaska. Baked My mum used to do baked Alaska, Did she set
0: fire to it. Not intentionally, no. no. Were well, you supposed to? Aren't you meant to? Serve? I had
1: it in a restaurant the other day, and they set fire to the. No, to that, the no, that is in fact flames. a
0: combustible pudding. It's nothing to do with baked Alaska.
1: Oh. I've what did you have? Confused. It was a baked Alaska, but they did that thing where they set fire; and it was all blue flames, and then um, it sort of uh, caramelizes or whatever the top of it, and then it's all. you are on a inside. film set of a
0: pyrotechnic kind no, of. Thing, it, it was a, real. I didn't actually it. set fire. They actually, to... set
1: fire to my baked Alaska.
0: Oh, very hard. I like a creme brulee, only if it's got
1: the right. Yeah, difficult to get right.
0: Yes. Yes. But, but I've never heard of baked Alaska setting it on fire. Well, but I'm sure the, listen, the listeners have. I wonder why we should have it, because when you think about it, it's actually quite boring. It's, yeah. ba- do you know what baked Alaska is? I'm, yeah. But it, it is quite dull, isn't it? It's just sort of. It's very cheap to make, but it's boring. It's not boring? It is boring. It's like summer pudding. Some, it's ice cream out of the oven, I can understand, but it's, just, it's ice cream covered with foam, and then you make sure there's no air gaps, you put it in the oven, and there's little peaks on it. It's all very dull, I'm afraid.
1: Well, I like a meringue. Sorry? I like meringue.
0: Do you, yes. What do you do with them? Have them in a baked Alaska and oh, then right. set fire to them. I, like oh, I like Eaton Mess. I like Eaton Mess. Eaton Mess is lovely. That's yeah, why you that's really religious. can be sloppy sloppy. Yeah. I don't like sponge puddings. I don't really like Because we used to have and I hate treacle. Well, I don't like spotted dicks and sort of treacle tarts particularly. Yeah. Uh, Steve, Euro Millions has gone down. Tuesday was 117 million. Now Friday is 116 million. No, it was, it was, nobody won it on Tuesday when it was 96, I thought, and then it went up to the... Hundred whatever it is, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Looking um, forward to, be to be my sixteen million. Yeah, well, well, forget it because I'm not I'm, because you'll be playing back bits of the program where apparently I'll have alleged that I, I was going to give you money. Uh, Luciana says, in the end, you have to go with your body shape, metabolism, and cruising weight, and stop worrying. Stress makes you fat. <laughs> don't want to be fat. That's the trouble. Yeah. I thought stress made you thin anyway. Doesn't make you fat. How does it make you fat? Makes you thin because you don't want to eat, do you? Although actually, not eating doesn't make you thin at all I'm afraid. Especially if you then binge because you're hungry. You know people tend to binge after they've eaten because we were in this restaurant yesterday for so long that we had lunch when I was leaving they're looking at the board getting ready to eat the next meal (laughs) and they and they just written up they were doing slow cooked pork belly and three of them would go oh that sounds quite I said we've just had lunch and they went yeah but now it's it's now evening time it's time for evening meal so we'd had the lunch and they were still there to eat the evening meal.
1: I know, but that's what it's like in those all-inclusive resorts, or on, um, or on, um, on cruises. You can just go from meal to meal.
0: <laughs> yes, oh, yes. I, I don't like that. I don't like that all-inclusive. Do you not? Not really. Not really. No. I think it kind of spoils people, because you do you do overeat. You do go and have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, little, and you get it back, and, of course, you can't eat
1: all of it. And what's good is that they come round, then they take your plates away, and you can go and start all over again, and there's no evidence that you've ever eaten anything before. Right.
0: Eaten, I've been up here before. I don't think so. That might, might have been my brother. <laughs> I've never been here before. Uh, <laughs> Two two of the sausages, I think I'll try this time round, thank you. A little bit of that. Oh, yes. (laughs) How lovely. I feel like going and have a buffet breakfast, ladies and gentlemen. Sadly, no time, because we have to say thank you to Jonathan Levi. Thank you very much. Very much indeed. Uh, Tizer, says Dawn in Woodford. Tizer. I used to like Corona. Oh, yeah, But they never did Diet Corona, did they, I don't think. I don't remember a Diet Corona. It's terrible, really, because on the front of the Daily Star today, it's a free baguette with uh, any filling you want from Greg's. It's a bit tempting, isn't it, really? Because tomorrow, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be um, um, a donut. And I did go past the donut shop the other day. They do a box for about £12. And I did look there, and a the little voice inside me went, move away, fatty, move away, don't eat the stuff. It's not good for you. Uh, thank you, Jonathan. Thank you very much. He's back with us next week. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Very much looking forward to that. Hope you have a nice day today. At least the sun's up at the moment. Make the most of it. I will be oiling myself up and lying in the garden. It's not a pretty sight, but it's, uh, it's all done privately. Nick and the team will be with you just after news. Lovely Beverly Knight looking at the papers. Uh, before all of that, it's the business update with Sam Pittis.
1: Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing up 44.5. 44-